Infantryman Dima, he's only 22 years old, is escorting us forward. The village over here is half held by the Ukrainians and half held by the Russians. There's two uh, Russian shells that have just come in. I think it's tank fire. The safest place for these men is in the trenches. Quentin, we got a flavour of it there in that clip. What is life like down at trench level? Well, Frank, it's uh, very muddy and very dangerous. Uh, we've just moved from winter into spring, so uh, there was this thick mud all over every battlefront that we that we went through. And, and in that particular set of trenches down in the south of Donbass, uh, the men have been dug in there for about seven months. And actually, as I was going through that area, they were digging the trenches deeper. And the reason they were doing that was because they're facing relentless Russian fire every single day. And the Russians are throwing everything at them, whether it's automatic grenade fire, whether it's artillery fire, tank fire, uh, grads, everything uh, is is being fired at, at that particular unit, and they're saying that uh, whereas they are they do respond, they can in no way match the kind of firepower that the Russians have. Does Dima think Russia could win here? It's a good question. This question needs to be addressed to the senior military. Oh, that was close. Later in, in that report, Dima said to me, the Russians have warehouses full of these shells. And certainly Russia has lost its capability in some of the most sophisticated weaponry. But when it comes to your traditional artillery shells and grenades sent from automatic grenade launchers, they've got plenty. Whoa! You spent a lot of time with Ukrainian soldiers. How do you rate them as fighters? Uh, I think that the um, one of the things they always they always tell you is they they always fetishize uh, NATO standards. Um, when you meet, uh, there are different parts of the Ukrainian armed forces, and depending on the brigade you meet or the battalion you meet, um, some of them have had that NATO training and they're very very able, very capable, and they've they've learned the ways to operate in uh, in urban combat and in that kind of trench warfare we've seen. Uh, for others, that isn't the case. Um, they, they haven't had that training, particularly the volunteers. And because we've seen a significant attrition of Ukrainian forces, and a lot of U a lot of Russians, of course, have died on the front lines, but a lot of Ukrainians have died too. And remember, Ukraine is a far smaller country with far uh, fewer reserves to draw upon. It's always a risk when you're uh, when you're at one battle or you're in one set of trenches to try and extrapolate and see how the entire war is going. It varies from, from place to place, but certainly um, in Bakhmut, the, the Ukrainians uh, have suffered, I think, because they've, they've lost some of the more experienced fighters. I should probably ask, I mean, the question that one always has to ask when journalists are embedded with forces, how do you know that you're not being spun? How do you know that you're not being shown an unrepresentative part of the bigger picture to, to present Ukraine in a good light, for example? Well, usually when the Russians start firing at you, you know, <laughs> no, it's the real deal. But but that's a very good question. And seriously, we, we, we try to avoid it. And we spend a lot of time planning and speaking to the uh, particular Ukrainian units that we're going with. Because what we don't want is we don't want a horse and pony show. 
We don't want someone to uh, take us to a tank or to a field gun that fires off a couple of rounds and then the Russians fire back and then it's, it's all over, that it's done just for the cameras. Right, we're heading right to the very forward position. They get attacked here on a daily basis. There are the enemy positions, so let's move very fast. Okay. So from the beginning, we've been with units in Kharkiv during the battle to save that city and then to drive the Russians out of that region. Uh, we've been with territorial defense, we've been with National Guard, we've been with uh, Ukrainian army, uh, and with, with units who are engaged in, in proper com combat. And as you know yourself, uh, Frank, when the bullets are flying, you know they're not being, you can tell when they're not being put on for effect. We're told to keep low. One of the things that's been very difficult in Ukraine compared to some of the other wars I've covered has been access. The Ukrainian military uh, don't seem built for media access. They don't have a culture of media access. And it, it has got better, um, but it's only improved in the sense that um, you're sometimes taken to those horse and pony shows. So you have to find workarounds and you have to build relationships with individual commanders and sometimes with senior commanders to allow you to get to the very front, to the zero line where the action's happening.